0: Following Christ. Following Christ is not complicated. In fact, Jesus reduces the essence of what it is and what it means to be his follower into one sentence. In today's gospel reading from John 15, Jesus summarizes everything he's taught us into his new commandment. Love one another As I have loved you. What a beautiful commandment. Especially as we celebrate Mother's Day weekend. If we love one another as Jesus has loved us. How much more joy and meaning and hope and goodness. Would be in our marriages. And families. Schools and friendships and countless other relationships. And to make it even simpler, because God knows that we tend to complicate things unnecessarily. And Jesus explains exactly what he means by the word love, a word the devil was always trying to distort, and certainly our secular society has completely misunderstood and misapplied. Here is Jesus' definition of love. A man can have no greater love than to lay down his life for his friends. In other words, love is self-giving. And so the greater the self-giving, the greater the love. When we put our lives at the service of others, when we live in order to give and not to take, when we are willing to suffer so that someone else can rejoice, then we may call Ourselves his disciples. But Jesus went even further. In order to make sure. We would understand true love. He didn't just explain the meaning of true love with words. He also explained it with his deeds. Right here. Jesus hanging on the cross. Bearing the weight of our sins. Thinking not of himself, but of the women and men he came to save. You, me. Even pleading for our forgiveness up until the very end. Giving without counting the cost. Even without asking for something in return. This is... God's idea of love. Is it ours? Is it yours? Let me offer you a modern day illustration from literature. Aragorn and Arwen. In Peter Jackson's 2001 movie adaptation of J.R.R. R. Tolkien's, Tolkien's The Fellowship of the Rings, we get a glimpse of an unusual love story. Aragorn, the heir of the throne of the great kingdom of Gondor, is anxious and fearful about his responsibilities to defend Middle-earth against the evil menace of Sauron. In the midst of his melancholy and doubt, Arwen, the beautiful elf princess, finds him and comforts him. They have known each other for a long time, and it is clear that they are in love. But Arwen is an elf and elves are immortal, so if she were to marry Aragorn, a mere human, she would have to give up her immortality. That has made them hesitant to pledge themselves to each other, even though their love is deep. As she tries to encourage Aragorn, Arwen realizes that only the power of true love can give him the strength he needs to fulfill his mission which is to save all the kingdoms of earth. She reaffirms her love for him, but she sees that it is not enough just to tell him that she loves him. She realizes that she has to show it. In that moment, she overcomes all the previous hesitations and decides that she will give herself completely to him, sacrificing her immortality out of love As she says in a passionate whisper to him, I choose a mortal life. Now, the purpose of Tolkien's Lord of the Rings trilogy was to help us Christians and the rest of the world if they want to pay attention to recognize that true love is costly. It is about giving oneself more than indulging oneself. That's what makes true love so beautiful. And the world's versions of love so ugly. Jesus teaches this over and over again in the Gospels. This is what Jesus meant when he told us, for instance, in the parable about the grain of wheat. If it falls into the ground, gets buried, and dies, it ends up becoming a new plant and producing hundreds of new grains of wheat. But if it refuses to die, to sacrifice, to give of itself, it remains just a single grain of wheat. This idea of true love is not pie-in-the-sky fairy-telling of love. It's practical. For example, it gives us a way to see our relationships from God's perspective. From a merely human perspective, we tend to look at our relationships in terms of what can we get out of them. This person is enjoyable to be around. This certain person gives me a certain feeling or does certain things for me. Or this person rubs me the wrong way. Or this person is always making demands upon me. And so on. But when we understand the path of true wisdom and lasting joy is Christ-like love, self-forgetful, self-giving love, those considerations begin to take a back seat. For instance, when we are self-centered, we tend to be passive and reactive. But when we are Christ-centered, we tend to be proactive. We see relationships in terms of what we can give to them, and that is much more dynamic, energizing, attractive, and life-giving. Imagine this. Imagine starting the week by making a list of things you want to do for people. It would change the whole tone of your week. We would be lighting lights rather than dodging shadows. So as we celebrate our moms and pray for them today on Mother's Day, remembering how God calls them to love us the way he loves us, but also remembering that we as their children are called to that same love, to love others, to love them the way he loves us. Maybe this week, think of one small thing that you can do To ease the burdens of your spouse. Think of one small thing that you can do to make your boss's or co-worker's job just a little bit easier. Think of one small thing you can do to bring some encouragement and joy to your parents. Think of a friend or a relative who is struggling or suffering. And think of one small thing that you can do to help support them. Think, remember what true love looks like and then live it daily, one person at a time. Is it really so simple? Yes. This is what self-giving love looks like in real life. And it is within all of our reach. If we're willing to start loving others the way God has loved us, you, me. And Jesus did this for us on the wood of the cross. Today, this week, let's resolve to do it for him as we attempt to love others the way he loves us.